in most churches around the world, they serve something called communion or the Lord's Supper. It's crackers and grape juice. It could be bread and wine. It's usually crackers and grape juice in the churches I've attended. When I was about four or five years old, we would go visit my favorite aunt in the town where she lived. If we were there on a Sunday, she would take me to church with her. She attended Church of Christ. Every Sunday, they served what they called communion or the Lord's Supper. It was crackers and grape juice. They must have explained to me that I couldn't partake of this until I got older. I would watch my aunt when they passed the tray of crackers. She was very, very solemn, sad-looking, really. And she would take a piece of the cracker and break it off and put it in her mouth. And then they would pass the grape juice. It was in little tiny cups, glass cups. They would pass the grape juice, and she would take one of the little cups and drink it. When I was approximately 15 years old, I went forward and was baptized at a Church of Christ. I did not have the Holy Spirit. I just went forward one day because I didn't want to go to hell. And I thought what they were preaching was if you were baptized in water, you would not go to hell. So I went forward when I was 15. Now I could partake of this cracker and grape juice. But I didn't like to do that. When I saw the communion tray coming toward me, I just kind of shuddered because of a scripture in 1 Corinthians 11, which says that if you partake of this unworthily, you eat and drink to yourself damnation. And I didn't know how to examine myself to see if I was worthy to take the crackers and grape juice. Later, I was born again. And after I was born again, at least two out of the three churches that I attended in those early years passed around the crackers and grape juice. But I always dreaded this because I didn't know how to examine myself and would I be worthy. Later, God showed me something. The Lord's Supper has nothing to do with crackers or grape juice. It is the Word of God. We eat and drink the Word of God at our churches. And we examine ourselves by the Word of God and make our way straight by the Word of God. And we correct ourselves by the Word of God. Now, to drink unworthily would be this example. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, Paul says, Flee fornication. Every sin is without the body, but he that committeth fornication committeth a sin against his own body. So to eat unworthily would be to hear that scripture and go out and commit fornication, ignoring the word of God, setting it completely aside and doing evil against the word of God. That would be eating and drinking yourself to damnation. Now we're going to look at some scriptures on this subject, and I will share with you what God showed me. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body? Of Christ. For we, being many, are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. What is bread? It's food. The food from God is the Word of God, which we eat and drink at our church services. Doing that word of God, which comes down from heaven. Verse 18. Behold, Israel after the flesh, are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What say I then, that the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything? But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Let me give you an example of the table of devils. We put our trust in God, but we go to dinner with Gentiles who do not believe in God usually. They may attend a church, but they're not trusting in God for their well-being, they are lifting their glass and making a wish for good and clicking their glasses together to bring them luck. When I'm at their feast, at their table, I don't make any effort to raise my glass to their wishes. They see me just sit there, and they know I do not wish to participate with them 
and they just ignore me completely and go on with their good luck wish and click their glasses together, worshiping their God, but I don't join them. In the USA, there is a saying that for good luck you eat black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. I always feel that must have been set up by the black-eyed pea industry. But I know my luck comes from God, and I want my well-being to be from God and from Him only. So I don't participate in that pagan doctrine. I do not seek luck from things that I eat on a feast day. So I do not join them in this pagan thinking. At many Christian churches, they have what they call communion, which is eating a piece of cracker and drinking some grape juice. But I know the Lord's Supper, the communion with God, is the eating and drinking of the Word of God and has nothing to do with crackers and grape juice. I do not participate in eating and drinking crackers and grape juice at a church service because I know this is not the Lord's Supper. But it is a tradition set up by men, and it has no real power of God. The proper eating and drinking of the Word of God is eating the food God provides for the church, the Word, and it has great power. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 Paul says in verse 18, For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must also be heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. Verse 20, When ye come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper, for in eating, everyone taketh his own supper, and one is hungry, and another is drunken. Now, I don't know anything about verse 21, but let's continue. Paul says, What, have ye not houses to eat and to drink in, or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. Verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. 
This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus is speaking of the bread that comes down from heaven, from God, the word, that we eat and drink the cup at our church services. The word is the bread and the cup. And I can see how we examine ourselves by that bread, doing what it instructs, correcting our way by the word of God. Verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread, which I think is the word, and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, the word, and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. And this would be the example where they hear the word of God, but they go out and do that which is opposite to the word of God. They would then eat and drink the word of God unworthily. But let a man examine himself by the word, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup, examining himself by the word. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many die. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together, tarry one for another. Some people just can't stand repetition. They always want to hear some new thing. What about the people who just come in and have never heard that doctrine? Don't we patiently wait for them to hear? Tarry ye one for another. And besides that, repetition is very important because by repetition we establish the doctrine of Christ. And of course, by doing the Word of God, the New Testament Bible, by doing it, we establish the doctrine of Christ in our heart and mind. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.